Welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard podcast with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, and Mike Bryant. <laughs> I think Alex just got he's here, distra- but I'm not sure. He's distracted podcasting. He's not distracted driving. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> distracted podcasting. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. I thought I heard the door, but maybe I thought it was I did not. too. But maybe it wasn't her. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there, in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the Walzer world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finished number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J-Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Um, it's going to be good having Sid Rosenberg on. By the way, do you oh, think... Sid. Are we ever, has anybody ever asked a question? Uh, now, you're on the Bernie and Sid in the morning show. Is that what? Keokuk, Iowa? <laughs> yeah. Sid and Bernie. <laughs> Sid and Bernie. <laughs> nice Jewish boys from New York. They're on WABC uh, New York City. As a matter of fact, we'll talk to Sid Rosenberg in a couple of minutes, about 10 minutes. Citizens United Salacious Spiels, Stories, Suggestions, and Solutions to Withstand a Woke World. I don't think it's all just the woke world. I, I, I don't, don't want to say where I was because it wasn't the store's fault, so I don't want to badmouth the store. But I went to buy something between the morning show and this show, okay? And I walked in and I said to the guy, I'm going to grab these. I don't know if these are the right ones, but I work you know, right, right down the block. So if they're the wrong ones, I'll come back and exchange them. So I got my receipts, so everything will be good, right? Okay. Ones. And uh, so I go out, I walk to the car, and I see one of the old ones in my trunk. and went, oh, these are the wrong ones. Within one minute. Now, while I was at the cash register, it malfunctioned. So we had to call management over, and I was talking to him for about five, six minutes while the manager went through all the stuff, and then the, then the thing woke. Yeah. It, it woke up, and everything was fine and all the rest of it. So I took my, the two boxes outside. I said, oh, these are the wrong ones because I had one in my trunk. Are talking about printer cartridges? Maybe. 
Okay. And I went back in the store. Now, I had just been in the store about a minute earlier. I was there about 20 minutes. I was gone for one minute. I walked up to the same young man who did not recognize me. Wow. That is not a good sign. Mm. When we are paying so little attention, we don't remember talking to someone 60 seconds ago. What happened to the human brain? Well, I just don't think that everybody pays attention. I mean, let's say you work at a cash register. How many people are you seeing in a day? I understand, but I was the only one in the store. So. Well, that is a little weird that yeah. he, he didn't remember you from a minute ago. One minute. <laughs> One minute. And he even asked me, um, are you going to put this on a credit card? What do you want? I was just here. Yeah, well. Yeah. I, that's dangerous. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's not a good sign. Mm-hmm. It's just a sign that we don't care about one another enough to even recognize someone well, who was even in here a minute ago. It's interesting because there's two schools of thoughts about computers and video games yeah, and cell yeah. phones that that it's sharpening people's senses in some ways. No mm-hmm. way. And it's dulling people's senses in other ways. No question. I mean, he, he might have figured there's no way he's coming back in a minute, and it's not going to be my problem, so he just it, yeah, passed just by. Well, of question I have for you then, why would I recognize him? Oh, because you were because you were there specifically for that, and he's just doing but his job. I, I, there was no knows? one else in the store. I he's having relationship problems. Who I mean, knows? You see, Get you, off his back. Know, you see people doing like multitasking used to mean trying to do two things at one time. Now people are doing five things That's at one true time. Too. Mm-hmm. Well, check, I mean, I, yesterday I almost got hit by a car. This woman wow. was lighting a cigarette and looking down on her on her phone and speeding oh, and going around a corner. Wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, she had no idea what was going on in the real world. She, she like, all of a sudden just woke up like, oh, my God. You know, it's like, wow. It's, it's getting bad enough again with distracted driving that you know they're on the phone. Like, oh, you come yeah. up on oh, it. Yeah. Like, that person's on the oh, phone. Yeah, you can, so. tell them, you can tell a half a mile away if they're mm-hmm. on the phone or not. Which was like that before they passed the law. Yep. And then now we're getting back to it. So. I mean, it just uh, the other thing I had, did notice because I went over to Costco to get, get some of that Pellegrino. But good things happen Pellegrino? at Costco. We can talk about Costco. Except they don't have it. Oh, what? Well. I, I looked sometimes all over the they store. move. Sometimes they move things. It's a big store. Big store. I don't big even. Store. Oh, the one in St. Louis Park is a Seven Eleven compared to the one in Eden Prairie. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. The one in Eden Prairie, That's you need huge. a you need a razor scooter to get around in this place, and they're changing everything. All the time. time. My dad likes these body armor drinks. Okay. Electrolyte drinks. Mm -hmm. They never have them in the same place. And it used to be, it was, of course, in the farthest away corner of the entire store. Well, that's where this was. Well, they do that because they know that you're going to walk through the whole store and you're going to buy a lawnmower and a swing set. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they're going to do. You think that lawnmower and a swing set's the route to (laughs) take? Going to buy it. It's right there. No, I just, I was amazed by it because we love it. It's the purple, the gold, and the red ones, whatever flavor those are. I don't even know. But it's like dark cherry and oh, the, the San Marino or, yeah, cherries yeah. or something like They're that. They're really, I think. really, yeah, really, really good. good. Mm-hmm. And I, I looked all over that store and I couldn't find them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it might be over. Sometimes they switch all the sparkling water things over by the pharmacy for some yeah. strange reason. Yeah, they do. But yeah. I didn't. Yeah, that, I always. I never do anything anymore. I always go in and go, act really su- super pathetic. Somebody. I'm. Oh, where's this? And they're like, I'll just bring her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she thing, seems pathetic. Another thing I love is when you're going down, because we're in America, we drive on the right side. <laughs> America. Okay. So we're going down the right side of the aisle, and you're supposed to go down the other side of the aisle when you're coming the other way. We don't do that anymore. Me and Lane. 
We didn't do that. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> As we English go by, drivers. everybody just pulls out to, from your right and comes right into the right side. Oh, yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? You pulled right in front of me. Now I'm supposed to move for you? I think he needs to get a little more Howard Sternish and just stay at home. And send oh, God, Howard Stern should stay at home with what he's yammering about. I, I think there's something wrong with Howard. That may be true, but I, I do. But I think so, too. Might, might need to withdraw from public and just... He's, what, 70 years old? I think he's 70 now, something like that. Uh, he is that's not... Right. He yeah. ain't thinking clearly. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's not. just rambling on. I was like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. We have Sid on the phone. No, Sid would know better than anybody. Who is best friends with Howard Stern, by the way? That's fine. <laughs> no, I thought he was best friends with Bernie. That's who I thought he was. Yes. Sid Rose how are you? You damn right. That's uh, what I was going to say. You're the be honest. Oh, there Hello. you go. Sid, how are you? Hey, Tom. How are you, pal? Magnificent. Great talking to you, ladies and gentlemen, from the Bernie and Sid show at WABC in New York City. Sid Rosenberg on with us talking about citizen. Uh, what's that? Oh, I thought he said something. Yeah, I thought he, he did say something. I thought so. But C- no. Citizens United. By the way, it's SID, Citizens United, salacious spiels, stories, suggestions, and solutions <laughs> to withstand a woke world. Sid, I'm begging for your help because I'm dealing with some, a couple of people right now who are so woke. I cannot make any sense of what they're doing. They're not woke. They're Anybody who calls themselves woke is not really woke. I would agree with that, but I just yeah. gave him the title. It's like how you can't call yourself cool because that makes you lame. I can call myself Probably cool. Probably true. But. <laughs> so Sid, you can, but should you? <laughs> Sid, what are we going to do with all this? What do you say, Mr. Rosenberg? I, I Listen, I, I don't know. I, I did write a book, and I have some solution Tom, in the book, but it, it's a crazy world we're living in. And uh, look, I, I, uh, first of all, I love the people in, in Minnesota. I, I don't know if you guys know this. You may or may not know this, but... My first cousin is Norm Coleman, who served for oh. eight years as the mayor oh, of wow. St. Paul and Mount Center. That is my first cousin, yes. He's a, he's a Brooklyn, New York kid who went he to Hofstra, then went to Iowa to law yep. school, then came to you guys and, and never left. But and, and I love him to death, and he's on my show here in New York all the time. Uh, and he went from a Democrat to a Republican <laughs> because he woke up one day and he said, oh, my God, I can't take this anymore. These people are effing crazy. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what's, what's going on. You know, when a father, for example... Uh, teaches his daughter how to cook because the late mother was a great cook and the daughter wants to be like the mom and the school calls the father to the school to yell at him because of some type of gender impropriety. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Guys. Yeah. You know, what? When, when guys and teenagers are playing sports against women with vaginas, I don't know what's going on. So I don't have an answer for you. All I know is that you have to vote Republican and uh, change things uh, in November, and maybe then we could be saved. That's all I know. Sid, i got to tell you something. You and I have met before because Norm Coleman and I are really good friends. As a matter of fact, I was the first radio guy in America to endorse him for your United States Senate. And, well, and the governorship. Uh, I haven't seen Norm in a long yeah. time. Well, Norm, Norm was ill for quite he some time. Really but he, oh, that's he's right. He's bounced back really well. He, yeah, he's apparently. bounced back really well, I, so that's good. I actually worked on his floor when he ran for mayor the first time of St. Oh, yeah, Paul. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, I've known Sid for... Oh, uh, Sid. Yeah, I've known Norm for... God, 30 Long years time. probably. I just Long didn't time. make the switch with him. So yeah, well, I, it, I waved goodbye as he left. It all so. works out in the end. But I still have some contact with him on occasion. Oh, yes. Norm's He's a, a great, great guy. guy. Norm is a great guy. Great family, the whole shooting match. Johnny McMonagle, his brother-in-law, and the, all the rest of it. McGonagall, McGonagall's his brother-in-law? McMonagall. He's married. 
I don't know if he is anymore, but he was married to, to Norm's wife's sister. I didn't know that. One of those guys. Okay. <laughs> now, i got to read this part, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking to Sid Rosenberg, and it says, and I quote, the legendary radio personality and equal opportunity offender. Nice title, Sid. I like it. <laughs> well, I didn't like that. I wish I did, but somebody else wrote that for me. And, and I, I asked the guy, I said, what, what the hell makes me legendary? I know I've, I've worked at some major stations. I've worked alongside guys like Don Imus and Howard Stern. So, and right now I've got the number one show in New York on WABC, which is no small task, I guess. Oh, yes, sir. But it's so weird somebody referred to you as a legend. It's like, wait, what, does that mean I'm old? Does that mean I've been around a long time? No. Like, no. Maybe. No, that means you're, you're, like, you're really great. You're really great. I'm like, okay, well, thank you very much for that. But, uh, you know, I, I have to tell you guys that I... You know, I do a lot of TV these days, or it's all with Brian Kilmeade, Fox News on Saturday night. The thing went viral. It's all over Twitter. It's everywhere. And I was a guy that not that long ago was talking sports. You know, I was talking about Eli Manning and Carmelo Anthony in New York, maybe right. your part of town, Kirk Cousins and, uh, you know, the Vikings. And now to be looked at as a guy who's a legitimate voice for the Republican Party out there and having senators and congressmen and mayors and governors call me to come on my show – it's been pretty surreal. So I guess in that respect, I am kind of legendary. You know, Keith Oberman tried it. wasn't all that great. Did Rosenberg's doing it. It's going a little better. But um, I guess in that respect, I am. But uh, all those little things I write in the book, guys, I have very little to do with any of that. I just gave you the content in the middle of the book. <laughs> well, that's that's a good okay. thing. There's no question about that. So let me ask you a question because uh, I grew up, my mother was an ardent Democrat. I adored my mother. So I was a Democrat for a long time. Then I tried being a Republican, and I didn't really care for that either. I'm kind of a centrist, Sid. And I'm see, if we just had Democrats and Republican and centrists, I'd be happy. But this way far left and way far right stuff, I, I can't, I can't go with that, Sid. It just, just I like Republicans and I like Democrats. I just don't like the nut jobs on both ends. Well, I hear you. I hear you. But it is what it is, and we don't have kids. Afghanistan today and Iraq today, all over the world in a lonely cave with a gun so that we can sit at home and decide, I don't like them, I don't like them, I'm going to stay home. <laughs> so I hear you. Ideally, I, right, ideally what you're saying would be great. Oh, a centrist. Everybody's got their scene. But they're not. So now you got to figure out what party is more effed up than the other. And yeah. if you can't figure out it's the Democrats, then I feel badly for you. Because they're the ones <laughs> pushing the woke agenda. They're the ones... That are, that are telling you that inflation's not bad when it's 8.2%. Right. They're the ones that, that is okay with men with penises swimming with girls with vaginas. That ain't Republican. Those are Democrats. So you got to figure out which party is worse, which party is better. I was a Democrat my whole life, a Brooklyn Jewish Democrat kid. But this party has become so toxic, so nauseating, so un-American that I just could never vote Democrat again. Again, I'm with you. Ideally, right down the middle... That would be gorgeous. It would not be. The it would be. This is weird science. We can't just create Kelly LeBrock, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, and so Michael's, Michael's hackles rose right yeah. up there on so, the back of his. Do you think that's more of a product of being in New York, or do you think that's just a? Uh, I, I mean, do you see your view as as a national view, or more of a product of the East Coast, and you know, uh, spending so much time with you know liberal elections in the East Coast? Oh, no, no, listen, folks, this ain't just the East Coast. Have you seen what's going on in Los Angeles? Oh, That's as far west as you can get. I mean, you can go to Atlanta, you can go to Chicago, you can go to Portland, you can go to Los Angeles. This is not an East Coast problem. This is a nation problem. I, I, and that's why right now uh, Joe Biden is getting his ass kicked in all the polls 
like Donald Trump because the nation is starting to pay attention. Even people that couldn't stand Donald Trump because of his stupid tweets and his big mouth and all that nonsense, <laughs> which means nothing, by the way, the table with Putin. But those people are like, oh, my God, give me that guy back. I'll take Trump back tonight. His bad tan, his, his stupid kid, I'll take him, give it back, because they're seeing what's going on. Inflation is a problem in every state. Gas prices is a problem in every state. Supply chain issues, that's a problem in every state. All these world wars starting in Ukraine, maybe in Taiwan, that's a problem for everybody, and that is all due to Democrat leadership. So therefore, guys, it's not a New York thing, not an East Coast thing, it's the United States thing. I, I understand that as far as your position goes, but my question is more particular to you specifically. Do you think that comes from, you know, your background in New York? That that's what my question is. I understand, you know, the the difference or I understand the position you got. That's not what my question was. I don't, I don't think it's a New York thing, guys, again, because I, I just, uh, and, and listen, it is loud here because we're a very blue city, uh, to your point, buddy, and we're a very blue state, right? We've got a mayor in Eric Adams in New York City that's uh, very Democrat. We've got a governor in Kathy Hochul who's even worse than Andrew Cuomo. So to your point, yes, it is a very, it's very loud here in New York, like I am right now on your radio show. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I don't, I don't, I don't uh, spend my time worrying about just my city or my state. Uh, I, I take a look at the, the whole country, and, and I want to get back where we were. Look, guys, I was 13 years old in 1980 when Jimmy Carter was still president, and we weren't going to the Olympics, and the gas lines were blocks and blocks long, and the hostages were rotting to death in Iran, and some guy named Ronald Reagan came along. You may have hated Reagan, liked him, it doesn't matter. If you can't admit that he restored the patriotism in this country, you're not being honest, because he did. We're in the same exact boat right now, whether it's Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis, any one of these non-perfect Republicans, uh, we are. We need that guy to come in and save us because what's going on right now is absolutely unacceptable. If you watched Joe Biden on 60 Minutes last night, you had to be nauseous. That was an absolute embarrassment. I didn't see it that way, but I understand your position. Um, oh, wait, 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 what do you mean? No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I'm yeah. not going to argue with you, but I'm telling you. What, when he says inflation's not bad at 8.2%. Absolutely when he agree says with you. that he made money again in 2000. You don't, so, so I, I absolutely agree with you. I, that would not be the position I would take on that. There's things, I so that you know, I, I ran Biden's um, original, the first time he ran for president in Iowa, I was with him for a couple of weeks. So I spent a lot of time with Joe. I know Joe pretty well. I know a lot of people around him. I totally agree with, with the idea of going forward that somehow the economy's good or giving speech about the economy good is insane. Okay, just because I say, but I'm capable of saying bad things about Joe and disagreeing with Joe. I'm not quite sure. Are you capable of like disagreeing with Trump at all? Oh no, 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 no! I, I want did. you. What I want you to do is yet, say but, good things yeah. about Joe. I, I understand it's your show. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I understand you're capable of saying bad things about Joe because you can't say anything good. Give me no, something good. <laughs> yeah, the, economy, okay. the economy's a mess. You got world wars. What did he do well? Give me something he's done good. That speech two weeks ago, that was the scariest thing I've ever seen. Well, what the, has he done well? The setup on the speech was the setup on the speech was bad. I didn't like the background. I didn't, okay, if you want to laugh at me, that's okay. Okay? I'm not laughing at you. Okay, but what I I didn't like the setup on the speech. I would have done that differently. But the speech itself and about talking about what we need to do for future elections and the importance of democracy and the importance of this country, those were all things that were really good things and people need to talk he about. He lied. The whole speech. Okay. The I, whole speech was one big lie. Okay. Yeah, really? Really? It was a lie to say that we should be working on democracy into the future? That's a lie? 
the good things about America was a lie? Yes, he lied the whole speech. He talked about unity the whole time. What has he done to unify this country? Let me tell you something. 70 million people voted for Donald Trump. I agree. Not all of us are maggot extremists. He put it, you keep saying you agree. I agree, I agree. He lied the whole speech. No, I can point out things that I agree with you on, because I think there are middle grounds that people who are adults can do. Like, let's talk for a second about this immigration movement issue, okay? Is there really this silent movement of people around the country? Adults would respond to that by saying, hey, what's going on with this? Why are we doing it? It wouldn't be a response of let's do some show where we move people to Martha's Vineyard. That's ridiculous. No, he, that's not Tom. That's, that's Mike. That's Mike. This is Mike. I'm not. Let's make that perfectly clear. Okay, sorry about that. More than Texas get 8,000 people a day. You yep. think I care that Eric Adams in New York City or the lady in D.C. or Lori Lightfoot in Chicago is upset that they bust 60 people to their cities? Yeah, you know what? They deserve it. I'm in New York. I'm in New York, and we deserve what we get because those are the politicians that are okay with open borders. Those are the politicians that love Joe Biden's policies, and they're okay when Texas and Florida get 80,000 people a day. When they get 50, they start to freak out. You bet your ass I'm okay with it, because it's time for those politicians to stand up and say, I'm not okay with open borders. It's not okay for 80,000 people to go to Texas. But don't say nothing while they're shipping migrants in overnight on secret flights that Joe Biden allows, and then when they come to your city, all of a sudden you're upset. All of these mayors deserve that's what they're getting. Okay. Well, it's been nice talking to you. You Yankees are a Mets fan. You're a Yankee or a Met fan. I'm a Met fan. I am a Met fan. Yes, I am. And by the way, so is Norm Cole. I know. Yeah, I know. Very much (laughs) I know that. I I actually worked for the guy on the floor. I knew Norm really well. I was going to be one of his G-men when he was uh, working on, was going to take over the drug task force. So I know Norm really well. Yes, indeed. Now, he's, listen, he's a super guy. I know you guys know him well. You know his father, of course. My uncle <laughs> yes, Paul, yeah. was a World War II. He was a hero. Yeah, a legitimate hero. And uh, he loves, listen, he loves Minnesota. I was uh, actually out there about uh, two years ago, guys, when his son got married. I was in St. Paul. Beautiful oh. church. A beautiful affair. Beautiful city. It was a late September afternoon. It was gorgeous. I love the state of Minnesota. I mean, look, and I, I could do without, uh, you know, the, the, the summer of 2020. Your mayor there, too, was a complete mess. What he allowed was disgusting, burning down police precincts. Well, but it's still a beautiful city and a beautiful state. Hopefully it'll stay that way for a while. I have a question, actually, on both sides of it, because it sounds to me like we have one Republican and one Democrat here. So I just... Do you think? How do you think? <laughs> what I'm thinking is this. <laughs> what, what I'm trying to get done, Sid, in my, in my brain, you do your okay. But what I'm trying to get done in my brain is, I, I, I again, I love Democrats, I love Republicans, I love centrists. It's these extremists. I just, we got to get rid of the extremists, Sid. There's no question. I, I, I don't know what that means. I mean, I'm a regular guy. Uh, I'm not an extremist. But again, at the sake of repetition, you got to go one way or the other. There is no middle ground here. And yeah. every single policy that is destroying this country, Mike, take a listen, whether it's the wokeness, whether it's females, all of a sudden have to compete against males, whether it's all these world wars that were being started, which didn't happen when Donald Trump was president, whether it's inflation, supply chain issues, right. economic problems. These are all Democrat policies. None of these are Republican policies. So again, at the risk of repetition, you have to find one party that is less toxic than the other if you hate them both. And if you can't figure out it's a Democrat party, I can't help you. You deserve everything you get. 
over the next three years if you really believe Republicans are worse. What do I you, can't help you. What do you think about a, a third party making a, an appearance somehow? I know there's, I mean, we have third parties, but they've never amounted to anything really in America. Do you think there's yeah, a place really and a time for it? Do you think that there's, it's time to get another party going or something? I mean, this is ridiculous what we've got now. They're so entrenched, in my opinion. Both yeah. sides are so entrenched in their grift and their status and their you know lifelong everything, free, free, free. Everything's great. Everything's just, I mean, they become billionaires. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's time to get some new people in there. And I, I do think that term limits are really important. How do you fix this? I mean, just voting Republican. I don't, I don't even know what the Republican Party stands for anymore. They don't do anything about anything. They see all this stuff happening, and well, I don't they, see them Trump, doing here's, anything. Here's, 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 what they, here's what they stood for when Trump was president. America first, okay? We weren't writing big checks to the, European, to the Europeans, okay? We weren't yeah. sending pallets of cash to the Palestinians to give money to Hamas to kill Israelis in the middle of the night, okay? He made sure that manufacturing jobs had turned to the United States of America. Say yeah. what you want. He was the guy that came up with vaccines when COVID was killing us at a very, very big rate. Sit. He stood for America first. Now, look, again... Do I like your idea? Yes, I do. It would be great to have somebody in the middle. We haven't seen much success. I mean, really, the guy in the middle that actually cost, believe it or not, George Bush the election uh, and gave Bill Clinton the election, that was the last time, Paul, that somebody actually made a difference. He didn't even win. John Anderson was the guy that ran all the time. But the truth is, guys, the country is not ready for somebody like that. It's unfortunate. I'm with you. I wish we weren't having these debates. But we are having these debates, and I'm sick and tired of people not looking at the very common-sense issue. I'm a sports guy turned politics guy. I'm not all that nuanced when it comes to this. So I speak for the everyday guy. It's very simple to figure out which party is less toxic, if you want to, if you want to phrase it that way, which party is less toxic than the other, and it's Republicans. So to me, I love your idea. It would be great, but it's not realistic. It's not. No. So right now, you've got to pick one side. And it's got to be Republican. It's got to be. The Democrats well, were killing us. I, killing us. I agree with a lot of what you say, but I, you know, the whole Trump thing—he just turned so many people's stomachs with his the way he did things. And I'm not saying his policies were bad. I'm not saying that. I, I think he did a lot of good things. I personally have never been able to stand him. I couldn't believe he became president. And I was like watching. I'm like, okay, well, he's doing some. He's doing some decent things. I'll hey, give him a chance. He would have won the. Pre- he would have won again if he had just shut his mouth. Yeah, I totally agree. I, listen, I've known him for 30 years. I don't even like him that much. <laughs> I don't even like him. Don't be serious. He's a bull in a china shop. He but is, guys, yeah. you're 100 percent right. But guys, the presidency is not about eloquence. I mean, Barack Obama stood up there. He spoke beautifully. He looked great. He was a disaster. He yep. was a feckless leader like nobody else. The economy moved at a snail's pace. There were terrorist attacks every single week. And you're right. Trump is a bull in a china shop. He's got a big mouth. He says stupid things. He tweets stupid things. But you need a guy like him in charge because a nice guy gets trampled over by Putin, by the guy in South Korea, by the guy in China. They don't care. You need somebody like Trump. You need a prick, to be honest with you, to run this country. <laughs> and that is not a you're going to like the guy, but I'll tell you this, and I bet you could bet your life on this. Putin, he would not be in the Ukraine right now. No, China right. would not be considering taking over Taiwan right now. That's the guy you need, like him or not. That's a leader. That's Donald Trump. Not Joe Biden and not these governors and mayors that are Democrats ruining our cities, including yours. 
So I'm going to ask you a question based on, on, on neighborhoods and, and growing up and all the rest of it. I grew up in a neighborhood that was Catholic, black, and Jewish. That's all the people that were in that neighborhood. Uh, Catholics were looked down upon, blacks were looked down upon, and Jews were looked down upon. So they put us all on the north side, and then they surrounded the neighborhood by a, a freeway so we couldn't get out. And that's just a fact. <laughs> well, it is. And you, know, you know that stuff happened, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So what I learned is how to get along with people uh, very, very well. Uh, one thing I will tell you, I get very, very upset when they talk about what a horrible country America is. And as a little boy, I saw all these Jews returning uh, after World War II. I was, it was, you know, 15 years after that that I, I would, you know, walk down Plymouth Avenue in Minneapolis and there would be old Jewish people with, they still had the serial numbers imprinted on their arms and I had to ask, yep. what, yep. what is yep. that, Mom? What's that? And she told me, yep. this country has done so much for the world, I get really tired of people running this country into the ground. I really do. Uh, listen, I, I could not, first of all, your setup was brilliant. It Thanks. was. And I could not agree more. Listen, I complain a lot these days. I think we've got the worst president in the history of my lifetime. Was it Jimmy Carter? And again, I'll continue to say, the Democrat mayors and governors are ruining our cities and states. Mm-hmm. That is a statistical fact. But, but, with all that said, there is no country that comes close to ours. There's no country no. that comes close. No. And I work every day with, with, with Jewish people and black people and Asian people. I, doesn't, I don't notice it. I don't care. Right. It's great. So your point, is, your point is well taken. As far as it seems, we've fallen. And we have fallen some over the last couple of years. There's no question about it. We are still far and away the greatest country in this world. And I see examples of that every day in every city, even the downtrodden ones. I could not agree more. I'll tell you one other thing. Uh, This whole white men are evil thing. I said, look, you do whatever you want. You say whatever you want to me. But I have a son sitting in this room just to my left. Uh, he's a 35-year-old white man, and if you run him into the ground, I'm going to hand you your ass. Do not talk about good, my son that way. You. I'm serious. Good he's a, for you. Good Andy, for you. I never told you this. You're well, you a wonderful guy. Is, guy. <laughs> well, I don't know if I go that problem. far. Good for you with your son, by the way. I've got a 13-year-old son, too, and I'll kill, I'll kill you and your whole family. Can tell you. <laughs> but, 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 but the problem, guys, is the media. You know, you talk about the white man, and... And we've got an issue here in New York yes. with multiple attacks on Asian people and on Jewish people. And I have to tell you that the overwhelming majority of the people committing those acts are African Americans. Yet every single day you hear about the white supremacy problem in this country. I know. The truth is there is no white supremacy problem in this country. Zero. Not a little bit, not some. Zero. There's nine guys with sheets on somewhere in Iowa. No one gives a crap about those guys. So the media lies to us every day, whether yep. it's white supremacy whether it's what the president is doing, what the Republicans are doing. And the, listen, the, the truth is, guys, all three of you, most folks are not that right. They put the TV on, they go, yep, what right. he said. Mm-hmm. Hey, what David Moore said. Hey, what Lester Holt said. And they just believe it, but they're being lied to every day. And some of these lies are dangerous. There is no white supremacy issue in this country. I don't care about January 6th, Charlottesville. Stop. It's not an issue. It's a big lie. Yeah, I, I don't. Sid, what are we going to do? Can we change things by voting? That that was the word when I was a kid. Hey, you don't like what's going on? Change your vote. Can we still do that? Is the vote powerful enough? Well, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I keep telling people, vote Republican. Look, I live in a state, guys, where we've got these uh, bail reforms, right, where we allow criminals right. to literally walk the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my governor, Kathy Hochul, they keep 
keep you in jail in New York for like 15 minutes. You're out. 15, you know, you're, you're right. So my guy, Lee Zeldin, the Republican candidate, is telling you, no, you commit a crime, you're going to jail. Seems pretty pretty simple, guys, right? The four of us, this whole little kid, you commit a crime, you go to jail. Well, Democrats are saying, no, not really, because, you know, because if it's not so bad, if it's a weight, but it's not, I mean, are you kidding me? So, yes, in that respect, if you vote Republican, you're not going to get that. Uh, so in some cases, it's as easy as let's go vote. But in terms of changing the mood of the whole country and having this big come-by-ya moment, I don't think it matters yet. We're not there yet. We're not. Uh, but it certainly starts with having people in power with the right policies, which includes safety, economics, taxes, all the things that make people happy in the morning. Because right now, people are scared to death in every major city, and they're drowning. They're drowning in economics all across the country. That does not help the mood of the country. So the easy answer is, yes, it starts with your vote after that. Hopefully we as a people can come together, but you you got to vote right. Are you getting a lot of crap being in, <laughs> on the East Coast oh and, my God. and saying these words? <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. You know, I get death threats every day, and I can't. I love it. But I, tell you I love that's it. That's a great question. I get a lot of crap. I love it. I, I, I look. I can't. But i tell you why it's a great question. Because if there's 12 million people in New York, right, and 8 million are Democrats, you got to yeah. be good at math, that means there's still 4 million Republicans. And if I can grab two or three million of those remaining four million and make them big Sid Rosenberg, big WBC fans, I'm going to come off bigger than Howard Stern. And that's what I've done. I'm able to grab, there are still millions of Republicans in New York. Yes, maybe we're one-third or one-half of the population, uh, one-third of the population, but there are millions of us, and I become their voice. So if you want to come at me hard, I'm here for that. That's okay. I've been to jail twice. I've been to rehab twice. I've had all kinds of issues. I've been to emergency rooms, have beaten to death all my whole life. Nothing scares me. I speak for the millions in this city, in this state, and around the country, maybe smaller in numbers, that are Republicans. And I speak for people who want safe streets and sanity, not the craziness going on in this country right now. I would, uh, I would agree with that 100%. I, I just don't understand how, how it's so easy for, for people nowadays to hate one another, Sid. I've seen hatred of, of Catholics and Jews and blacks. I saw it in my neighborhood. I told you. I, I saw the, the numbers printed on people's arms. That, that was hatred. What we have now is this is not hatred. We disagree. I mean, these people talk about hating one another. I just I don't get it. Coleman speaking. No, it's bad. Listen, listen, listen. I, I, I come off very strong here. And, uh, you know, I'm yelling to all you guys, which, which I apologize for, but I don't apologize for because that's how strongly I feel about these things. That's no, why that's my passion. That's why I'm number one. So, but you're right. It, it, it is sad. It's unfortunate. I'm a very easygoing, nice guy. Trust me when I tell you, a very social guy. Most people love me. And I don't like it either. I don't like it either. But, you know, guys, this is a, this is a very... Uh, we use this all the time, and it's it's very simple. When people say it on, is what it is, it is what it is, and you go, all right, enough with that. But the truth is, it is what it is. Sid? So what are you going to do about it? You can try to change the world, or you can live with the hey. world the way it is and do the best you can. Hey, Sid, somebody wants to say hello to you. Hey, Norm Coleman, would you say hello to, to, to Sid Rosenberg? <laughs> yeah, I will say hello. How you how you doing, cousin? Huh? Unfortunately, you won't be able to hear him. First of all, just uh, hearing Tom Bernard just kind of fills my heart. Big, big smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> two, two 
two, 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 two of the most low-key guys that I've ever met in my life. Oh, my God, Norm. You should hear the conversation Sid Rosenberg and I are having, buddy. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I just wanted you to say hello and to, Sid is on our show right now. Sid is uh, uh, Sid is one of my new favorites, by the way. I just love awesome. his strength. Awesome, awesome. You know, I, I Tommy, I, I got to tell you, I miss you. I love you, and and uh, I, it's it's been much too long. All right, much I love too you too, long. Normie, okay. and, and I will call you soon. All my best, love you guys. Love you oh soon. Oh my buddy. god. Oh, he's a very good so friend. Cool. Sid, that was it. Norm and I have been friends for thirty years. I, I was the first guy to endorse him when he ran as a Republican. Uh, I supported him when he was a Democrat. I love Norm Coleman, and I was so happy he answered oh his phone. God. That was awesome, guy. Very, very cool. It was great to hear his voice. I, yeah. You know, look, I'm, and I'm sure you folks in Minneapolis and Minnesota know this, but not everybody does. He's had not one, not two, but now three bouts, three, with uh, very yeah. serious cancer. Yeah. Yes. He thought it would be a couple times he was going to lose him. And uh, he just keeps, you know, he, he's now, he's gone seven years, guys, seven years dealing with this horrible disease, which my partner up here is dealing with now. He's actually out of work, Bernie McGurk. And uh, he, he keeps coming back, Norm Coleman, and that's the real spirit of, of, uh, of Minnesota and this country. And hopefully, uh, like Norm Coleman, the country comes back one day, too. But right now, do not minimize the mess. It is a mess. And you've got a guy in charge that, honestly, should be playing shuffleboard down in Derry Beach, Florida, not talking to world leaders. <laughs> <laughs> Sid, you got to come to town. we got to sit down and have dinner with Norm. I'd love to. Hey, what is that steak place in Minneapolis that everybody loves? Murray's. Murray's Steakhouse. There's Manny's. There's Murray's. Yeah, they're really good. They're both really, Manny's, really good. Not good right, Manny's. Yeah, it's a, it's well, I'm going to come to Minnesota for a Viking game. We'll all go to Manny's together, and then I'll beat the hell out of Mike at the dinner table. How about that? <laughs> Sid, I'm looking forward to it. Sid Rosenberg, thank you so much. for. I Really, really a pleasure to meet you. Because, like I said, I, I love Norm Coleman. always have. Legendary radio personality, Sid Rosenberg. Say hello to Bernie for me, if you would, too. And I'm going to come on your show and show him how it's done. I'm going to light somebody up on your show next. All right. That'll be fun. We'll get that done. And you, you three do a really good job. That's a lot of fun. I enjoyed that today. I really, really did. God bless you all, and God bless you, Mark. God Thank bless you. you, Sid. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. Bye. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, president at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses. And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new inexperienced banker. In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, we'll be here to help you. Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. I've got a clip I want to play. 
Uh, um, what am I doing here? For two reasons. One, to... Oh, no. We haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is... Uh, um, let me say it another way. But the nature... Mm, it's so sad. Not a solid meeting with... Um, with uh, the, uh, they make a very good point. Here's the That's deal. That's not edited, is it? No, I don't think so. Oh, well, God, it's well, there, there are multiple the clips edited together. Right. In the states that are affected, here's what the, you can do, the drivers. The, um... <laughs> he's too my father, old. My father speaks better than this, and he he's does. 95 in memory care. He's not a good speaker. Well, he just... That makes me sad. It really I does. know. God. I don't understand uh, why people aren't worried about him. I yeah. am. I, I mean, really am. Okay. Even if you say, okay, well, anybody can say, you know, have gaffes, and if you edit it yeah. all together, you can make anybody yeah. look yeah. stupid. Yeah, this is true. Right. I agree with that, but this guy... Yeah, it's pretty bad. See, here's I'm like, George Bush was always, like, a, not a good speaker. speaker. Yeah, terrible but speaker. he didn't sound like that. He mm. just sounded... Kind of dumb. But see, that's exactly my point. Do I hate Joe Biden? No, I do not. I feel sorry for him because he's... I feel like he shouldn't be president because he's too old. Donald Trump. I don't hate Donald Trump. People hate him. Why do you waste your feelings of hatred on something you can't control in any way? It's team sports. Yep, they watch the news. The news tells them who to hate and who to love, and they do. It's It's 100% team sports quick way to live you don't have to think you just have to do so your brain can you know do other things you don't have to worry about it i saw a promo on cnn because i watch fox and i watch cnn those are the two i watch the most uh they their new morning guy in there the most hateful man on that channel don lemon he yeah he's an awful human being he's a terrible person and now he's their big morning star of course so they're making it worse not better well, yeah, they're doing it on purpose. They Does are anybody doing it on purpose. watch that anymore, really, though? No. CNN's, a whole lot, no. CNN's ratings are terrible. Yeah. Well, even Fox's ratings aren't great. No, they're not. They're the highest-rated MSM show, but they're not. Well, let's see. I can find out. Because I think I that everybody like has just gotten to the point where it's like, okay, so when Trump was acting like a jerk, and it was the big push to get him out of office was happening... I do believe that that was an orchestrated thing. Well, yes, of course it was. Absolutely. To get him out of office, and the media was in on it, and that's, that's fine. I guess that's what they, they get to do nowadays. I don't, right. You know, I guess that's what they get to do. So nobody can stop them, and they can do whatever they want, apparently. Mm-hmm. But um, the, this whole idea of just being hateful to get votes... People are, I, I think, know. are waking up to it. I, I, I hope think so. they I sure are. Hope. I mean, because it's just, it's gone so far crazy that it, people, people who don't want to pay attention to politics are having to listen to it. Yeah, I do. I don't like to pay attention to politics. I, I you know, one thing I will tell you, I, and I think people know this, that, that um, as we go forward, I'm leaving KQRS on December 23rd. Probably a little earlier than that. They'll probably ask me to leave earlier. I would guess. <laughs> Well, they probably like, will. Like everyone Please has. leave. Like everyone. Please go <laughs> Would away. Go? But, Would you go already? <laughs> but this show is going to be syndicated nationally. Eventually, it'll start regional and, and grow from there. But uh, we signed a deal with Gemini 13. Uh, Charles Steinauer is one of the guys. Mike McVeigh is another. I think the world of both of them. 
So this show is getting bigger and bigger while the radio show is getting smaller and smaller because... Digital. Because of digital for one thing, but also because uh, that company decided to go woke. And it's really hard well, to work for those people. Companies, once again, they're being forced yes, they by are. activist board members mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah, what is that? Are. What is You're that? BlackRock, ESG. Yeah, yep. you've got to have your your social score. Mm-hmm. You've got to have your ratings before anybody will even do business with you. I know. So uh, the news stop. ratings: uh, Fox, two point three million viewers, prime time. So this isn't. Uh, Overall, I think this is just prime. Okay. So 2.3 million, which is not great. For that's who is that? For Fox. Really? That's, that's less than one percent of the country. Yeah. Well Jesus. under less than one percent of the country. What about Tucker Carlson? Um, is he lost favor? Rating. Let's see. So CNN. What did CNN get here? The Five is their highest rated show. Is it? Interestingly yeah, enough. It is, yeah. Uh, Tucker Carlson is right on their heels, though. Oh, okay. Um, let's see here. I don't like the five. That I used to watch through. Tucker Carlson from time to time because I thought he was actually kind of funny. Right. But once again, it just everybody He's is a just firebrand. Everybody's yeah. just yeah. Everybody's just too <clears throat> too mean. Now. Too mean. They're so MSNBC one point three million. Oh God. And CNN seven hundred thousand. Well, but the interest, oh, one interesting thing bad. that has it speaks to a point you've been making for years. It says Fox drew an average total of 2.3 million viewers with 300,000 in the key demographic of 25 to 54. There you go. So if 87% of your audience isn't in that demographic, then it's not a key demographic. It's a lot older. In fact, it's yep. basically irrelevant. It is irrelevant. You know, 13% of your audience is really, it's not even not key. It's like something you don't really even have to worry about. How about CNN? Are they over 20, uh, 54, uh, 54 as well? I don't. No, if CNN has demographic... No, I will tell you one Oh, wait, thing. here we go. Oh, yeah. CNN, key demographic, 150,000. Oh. Yeah. That's it? 150,000 viewers in the entire country in the key, oh, in God. air quotes, demographic. MSNBC is even worse, 130. That's so terrible. So the combined audience... Uh, the, in the key demographic of Fox, CNN, and MSNBC adds up to, what, 600,000 people? Yeah, that's about it. So how many people live in America right now? Like 330 340 million? 340 probably million. 340 million. What percent of the... Uh, oh, my God, that's a really low percentage. That's 0.17%. <laughs> you can't you can't overlook the fact that whatever, whatever CNN and Fox News is putting uh, is saying... That is being copied and pasted YouTube, all over Twitter, to yeah, everywhere exactly. else. So That's their the reach thing. is bigger mm-hmm. than yeah. that says. Well, but the other point is, is it? Because are the people commenting on these things yes. real? Or are they sock puppets created by NGOs? Well, sock puppets are what we get our information from. <laughs> well, but no, I'm saying like you go to these videos and they have 50 million views and, you know, 10 million comments. But how many of those are real? Oh, well, that we don't know. Yeah, we, right. we'll never know. Bots. Yeah, it could it could all be fake as far well, as we know. I will say one thing, and I, I've been trying to tell people in the radio business this for years, and they will not listen. I don't know why. They keep talking about, oh, 18 to 34. Yeah. we got to do 18 to 34. we got to do 25. I said, they, that's nice. They don't have any money anyway. Well, 18 to 34-year-olds are the people that buy houses and fill it up with stuff, right? Uh, not, not so much anymore. anymore. No, not anymore. 
I think that's more like probably 40 plus. Right. I mean, the average age of people moving out of the house is like the mid-20s now. It is, yeah. Let's Jeez. see. It's a whole different deal. But t- 54 plus is where all the money is. And I'd said, if your radio station business is going to go under and your broadcast TV business is going to go under, why wouldn't you go after the people with the money? That makes total sense. Well, because once again, they're stuck in old times, old numbers, because people people in their 50s already have their house, already have it filled up with stuff. Yeah, but they, they don't need that much. Else. They go to dinner. They, they, they buy expensive things. I, absolutely, they do. <clears throat> yep. I think as long as you're still working, you're still buying things. Look, I think everybody should get an opinion, but I, you know, they hate it when I say this, but as far as broadcast television and, and broadcast radio is concerned, very few people under 40 use either one of them anymore. They just don't listen to the radio and they don't watch television. It's oh. true. I would say most women under 35 get all of their information all from some sort of a movie star yeah. or pop yep. star. Mm-hmm. That's why the world's so screwed up. Right yes. Now. So by age 27, 90% of young adults had moved out at least once, but 55% of them move back. Well, if they would stop crashing the economy every 12 years, yeah. that would be that would super be. helpful well, that's what I'm to saying. everybody. At age 27, you know, 50% of these people are <laughs> yeah. still living with their parents. So it's, know, it's amazing. the uh, idea of, you know, buying a house right after college is really not a thing anymore. Yeah, well, that's because college is so ridiculously expensive. Well, it is a little spendy. Oh now, God, isn't it? yeah, it's, it's outrageously oh, here we go. stupid. First time home buyer, average age thirty three years old. There you go, honey. First time. That's First time. Ten years yep. older than it used to be. Yes, it is. They don't have any money. People, so the demo Andy's would be younger. Don't have any money. The demo would be what thirty to thirty to sixty, oh, probably. No, 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 not if not 30. older, I would say thirty seven or thirty eight. To 70. Wow. Well, yeah, because if you consider the fact that the average first-time home buyer, they buy a house and then they have no more money, because well, they're buying what's in their budget. They don't exactly have a whole lot of. Uh, but they ex- generally have income. to buy a washer and a dryer, and the dishwasher dies, and people have to re- be replacing those things that keep that. That's what our GDP is. That's people true. People buying homes and filling right. it up with stuff. Filling right. them up with crap. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I mean, well, most homes you buy, they have those things. Well, washer and dryer and everything. Ours did. Some do, some don't. Isn't it amazing, though, thinking back when you just gave that number of 1.3 million? Is that what you said? For no, it wasn't even that many. It was What's what? The, all of those stations added together in the In, in the, the key, key demo? demo? No, it was like 600,000. 600,000. My morning show in the heyday of radio back, you know, 10 years ago or whatever. Seven, Ten. Eight, <laughs> I think it was longer than that. I think it might have been. My morning radio show had almost twice the audience of all those three put together yep that is crazy that we did over a million listeners and you're one market and it's one market and one radio and you're not even the whole minnesota market because there's a lot of parts in minnesota you can't get the show right Right. that's exactly past hutchinson you can't get it really no i suppose not Hmm. you can get it up to st cloud pretty strong yeah Yeah. Yeah, it comes in really strong as far as that's concerned how far uh north of st cloud does the kq signal last do you Uh, know it it depends um it you lose it a little bit as you get to St. Cloud, and then you pick it up again after oh, St. Cloud. Okay. Yeah, there's another oh, station like that the... bleeds in for a while. Yeah, yeah and I then you get it. it. But I mean, I've seen it out in Olivia. I've seen it up north in Duluth. I mean, mm-hmm. you oh. get that signal all over the place. It you depends on the, the lay of the <laughs> land or whatever. Yeah, you missed something really important. What We've was been that? Going through the demos on <laughs> television news. Yeah. 
Tell them the bad news for television news, Andy. Jesus, is it bad. Well, so you know what a key demo is, I'm yeah. assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for the listeners, key demo is basically like it's what the advertisers focus on. It's what the marketers focus on. National advertisers. Yeah, exactly. It's like, um, you know, they assume that the key demo, 25 to 54, is going to be where all the money is. So they're advertising to 25 to 54-year-olds. So right. it's going to be like, you know, things like home and life insurance and that sort of thing. But the key demo added up for Fox, CNN, and MSNBC is 600,000 people. Jesus. Wow. Yep. 600,000 It probably, people. KQ, I, when you first started advertising, had twice that right, many. Right. I would bet that <laughs> like, 30 what? years ago, that number was probably 10 million. Oh, I got to oh, believe that. Absolutely. Yeah. Probably. I mean, that's a couple of football stadiums. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that scary? Not that's, a lot. That's scary, which, yeah, I. Well, they've done I, it to themselves. Know. They have. They've done it to themselves. You want to stay polarized, that. you're going to turn off a lot more people than you're going to turn on. Well, that's. The, I have noticed that it tends to be younger and older people who are more keen to be polarized. Because the younger people, they just do whatever they're told. You know, yeah. whatever they perceive well, as popular is what they do. Well, yeah, yeah. And they're true. more passionate about everything. Yes, exactly. And older people, it's like you know, they've had diehard beliefs for 30, 40 years. Right. They're not going to change them. But people who just bought their first house, don't have any money, have to worry about living paycheck to paycheck. Raising kids. They don't really care so much no. because they have yeah. actual things yeah. going on. Yeah, they have a life. So the key but, demo, it's like, why watch? Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. At... Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the walls of world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finish number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J-Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Well, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Yeah, but there's so many other options, too. Yeah. There's yeah. also people yeah. without TVs in their house. Imagine not having a TV I in your know, house. I know. You know, it's like. But I yeah. could easily not have a TV in my house. You really never watch TV? No. 
Well, you guys Rich know. Says, what, what, what Tom so. I do, that's our that's our time together, is yeah. watching TV. We watched uh, the Bosch Legacy, the 10th Bosch episode last Legacy. night. Oh, was Great it show. We watched yeah, never uh, that. Fatal show. Attraction. Oh, that's right. The yeah, we did watch we made Fatal it. Attraction. Yeah. She was actually really good looking then. Who? Um, what's her name? The we crazy got, one. She looked really Close. crazy. Yeah, go, well, yeah, she there. got to the point she looked crazy. You better get over there at America's Best. Because yeah, so. I didn't see what you did. Oh, early? When, well, early in that movie? You looked like a man. No. Okay. No, well. Okay. She's... Rich D says KQ is spotty in Danbury, whatever, wherever that is. Danbury Wisconsin. is, yeah, Danbury, Wisconsin. That's about 100 miles. Uh, uh, sometimes MPR Duluth takes over the frequency. Uh, of course it does. NPR, NPR Duluth is 92. How is Minnesota Public Radio allowed to interrupt my signal? <laughs> yeah. I'd NPR like to know. My right. tax dollars are paying for my <laughs> own demise. <laughs> my own demise. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, yeah, 92.9, so that's pretty close. 92.9, yeah, getting it said yeah. for Minnesota. <clears throat> yep. Is that what it is? It uh, might have been a timing thing, too, you know, when I saw it. You know, it might look differently now. Than uh, well, it was it, it was funny because Glenn Close. Everybody had permed hair. All the oh, women had right. the big oh, yeah. permed hair. Yeah, I want to be here when because I'm gonna run down a little bit. And I think that uh, Glenn Close at one she was wearing Whoa. some sort of a leather coat and the the shoulder pads. Oh, with the big were the bigger pads. Yep. than any quarter uh-huh. pad the backs pads, in the that world. Was thing. You know, so it's like the style was just like mm-hmm. really not cute. He no. was wearing the thick lapel suit, wasn't he? Also in that. No, he looked pretty normal. Oh, I thought he had that one point one. He looked like a lot. He, he looked like a lot smaller of a man mm-hmm. in that sh- in that movie than I think of him. Well, was that just because he that? wasn't wearing shoulder pads and had giant hair? It could be, but yeah, yeah I don't. Who's his no, wife he didn't in that have. Movie? Oh, uh, Annie Archer. Ann Annie Archer. Archer. Annie Archer. That's Annie right. Archer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she had permed hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And and then the voluminous thing, which is coming back, these like gigantic shirts and mm-hmm. gigantic everything is that's all coming back. I don't know that if the shoulder pads 80s. are. I don't know if the shoulder pads are. God, shoulder I pads hope not. No, but yeah, wearing oversized clothes that yeah. was like a very cool yeah, thing in the eighties. Yeah, androgyny and all that kind of stuff yep. was really in, and so yeah, so it was David it was Bowie interesting crap. to just watch that. <laughs> David but Bowie crap. I didn't remember the acid on the car. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that was her first. You know, super crazy thing. But the uh, the thing that was also very striking, rewatching it again, was how tender and gentle he was with the crazy lady. Oh, you well. know, she. I mean, he sleeps with her, and then she cuts her wrists, and he's like hugging her and telling her he's going to check on her tomorrow. It's like if you mm, if you be, had a one yeah. if you had like a little weekend fling, and she cuts her wrists, calling the cops. You would be, yeah, you should be calling an ambulance and having her put in a 48-hour hole. Yes. I mean, that's just... He's trying to keep it on the He's like, oh, though. sweetheart, <laughs> yeah. it's okay. Just... I'll let me wrap your wrist for you. Well, Didn't let's... even go to the doctor. That's because... <laughs> That's because he knew that she was a good person in the end by virtue of he knew what the script writer knew. <laughs> I think he's just trying to keep it a, a uh, no. Oh, yeah, he was please being, don't very, kill me he was being very enabling to her psychosis. And if she does die, you throw her in a dumpster and forget about it. So that's yeah, his plan. Because I mean, Alex knew about the rabbit in the pot thing. Yeah. She said she, uh, she had never seen the movie, but she, it's been referred to mm-hmm. so many times. That's like crazy, crazy. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, and that wasn't even. And I, I had a memory of Glenn Close coming out of the tub, mm-hmm. like a several times. Yep. It was only once. Oh, it was. It was, uh, it was all, yeah, I thought it was like a several <laughs> times. Like you just couldn't kill that crazy thing. 
Yeah. So, but she only did it once. She only she only came out of the tub once. Mm-hmm. I just was talking to some people across the uh, parking lot. They were picking up on your heart rate. They want to know if you're okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry I had to leave. I felt like, no, a, like no, a car bomber. He had, he had to go do a little leaving, uh, THC you know? to get over it. I had to go do, I had to go do work. You know? so, oh, yeah. God. We had Norm Coleman on. I, I called oh, Norm him. came on? I called oh, him. Well, oh, that's too bad. Very briefly. I don't know why we didn't patch it through. I called him and he didn't answer. I don't know. Don't know what happened. Then when I called him, he answered. and I think it was He's probably, probably in the middle of something, mm-hmm. or that. Yeah. No, Could Norm, be. I I have nothing but good things oh, to say Norm's about Norm. We disagree on some things, but yeah, you know, sure. so. Well, that's how it should be. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I wish people would get back to that. Look, Democrat, Republican, whatever. Unless you're a complete far left or far right nut job, settle down. Yeah. Well. Yeah, All right, Kostaki, uh, zero to ten. What's your rating of Fatal Attraction? Ha <laughs> ha. Well, that's, I think that scared a lot of uh, questionable dudes. In- <laughs> <laughs> it did. It you did. So? It scared straight it's- for the wandering eye. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's oh. a great phrase. You said it so much better than I did. <laughs> what yeah. a movie that did was. Did you get my picture I sent you? Uh, what picture was On that? On Twitter, oh, I sent you a picture from, the, I think, the Iowa State game. Oh, no. I've had a crazy weekend. My brother's oh. been here. We, we went to the Falcons game. We went oh. to see Emo and Weird Al last night. We emo. had the craziest weekend. I love Emo. You're, you're emo, the one who's... Go ahead. Emo's a certified genius. I, I, I could he watch is. Emo for three hours. I He's agree. Great. You've told the stories about him, right? Like, haven't you I, been well, around I, him in I public or in private? He's exactly what you want yeah. him to be. He's yeah. weird yeah. and gentle and brilliant and generous. Great guy. Who's... And, yeah, he really is a great guy. He's, Whose house did he stay strange. over? Was that Gilbert Godfrey? I think so, yeah. yeah they told the stories about him I staying at so, the yeah. house and like talking yep. to the kids a certain way and be like, wait, what? <laughs> well, I told you the time I, call, I called Gilbert. And I, I miss Gilbert Godfrey. Andy really missed. Uh, he loved Andy. You remember that, don't you, Andy, that Gilbert loved you? He really loved JB. I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, JB loved him. <laughs> I think he loved JB. I feel like it was he mutual. Like the stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But no, he thought the world of you. But I called Gilbert uh, at his house a couple of years ago, well, probably three years ago now. I'm just going to call Gilbert and talk to him a little bit. So I pick up the phone, I dial the number, and again, I hear this, hello. I said, yeah, Gilbert, it's Tom Bernard. How you doing, my friend? <laughs> he launches right into the voice. It was phenomenal. Did you, did you see that tweet the other night from somebody in his account? It was no. like It was like Gilbert loved the Emmys in the memorial section. Now he's in it. It's like, yikes. Yeah, why? Yeah. The Emmys, by the way, the lowest rated Emmys of all time. Oh, was it? Gilbert was in it. So uh, let's see <laughs> Emmy's ratings. I wonder. Oh, they were terrible. Yeah, new low. It says mm. new Emmys. Low. Well, yeah. I mean, just who cares? I know. Twenty-five percent drop in viewership. Well, once again, they overdid the award shows. It was like every it's too fifteen much. seconds there was an award show. for you know. They should just have the one award show dump. called I mean, the Awardies. The Awardies. <laughs> and everyone, it's like a you know pit fight kind of thing. Everyone's fighting each other sure. for the awardee. There's only one of them. Yeah, and they went on and on and on it was just like oh my god too much of a good thing people yeah i completely agree <laughs> yeah 5.9 million views average which is the oh. first time the emmys drew six fewer than six million people really 25 percent wow. drop from last year <coughs> yeah well the good thing is is that now that nobody gives a good flying fig about the emmys you don't have to hear about all the 
problems. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> with who won what. Yeah, that's true. Nobody, nobody cares anybody. anymore. Nobody slapped anybody, yeah. so that was a good thing. Exactly. So Kostaki. Is that a Greek superhero? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that sounds very Greek. Fake What? Flying fig. Flying Sounds like fig. a job for flying fig. <laughs> flying, flying fig, the Greek man. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. <laughs> Just sidekick. Can call him boy. Can you tell I've been around the grandkids? I'm trying not to swear again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I dropped an F-bomb in the card yesterday. Yeah, you sure I, did. It was weird. Kids. Mm-hmm. No, nah, only oh, Sage was in there. Oh, just Sage. Jason, and he just answered oh. back, ah, shut the F up. <laughs> Sage, we were, we, so we, all, we were all out on the driveway, and oh we've got all God. these toys and trikes and all this stuff so that they can run around on the cul-de-sac and play, and we sit out there and watch them, and he, it's time to put the stuff away. So he's got this little this little bin of stuff, and he's trying to lug it, and he's lugging, and he's going, he goes, Jesus Christ, why do I have to do Alex's got to stop talking like that. Yeah, him. he really does. <laughs> Get it dialed back. Kostaki, I have a little thing to add here. Should I tell Catherine? Because I didn't tell her yesterday. Uh-oh. I can reveal Uh-oh. it all to you all at the Uh-oh. same time. If he has to wait to tell me things till we're on the podcast, I, <laughs> no, I'm I very uncomfortable. Tell you, but but I, I can tell you now. Okay, uh, okay. And I don't want to say where I was. Hmm. It was not in a very stable neighborhood. Oh, I was very I used where to where that. You yeah. knew where I mm-hmm. was. Um, by not stable, there's a lot of crime is what I mean by that. The people that live there, I'm sure, are wonderful, but there are a lot of, lot, lots of crimes, right? So I went to pick up this item that I was going to get for Sage, our grandson, and it was only available. What, are you picking up dope? No, I can't tell you what it is, otherwise the guy might be listening. I, I don't know. Yeah. But it was, in a, it was in a neighborhood in very close to where I grew up. Yes. Can I, I put it that way? I'm right? guessing I know where you're so going. I, but. So I go get the item. I put the money for it in the guy's <laughs> mailbox. The guy did not even want to come out. <laughs> this involved like a storm drain or something. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> so I'm going back to the car. I put the item in the car, and this guy's walking by on the sidewalk. He goes, hey, man, how you doing? I said, not too bad. How are you? He goes, can I ask you a question? I said, yeah. What do you need to know? He goes, what kind of gun is that in your pocket? And I said, a three fifty seven Magnum. You mm. brought a gun? Oh, yes, I Tom did. Tom Bernard. Well, I got a permit to carry. He does. Oh, I'm going to no. shoot it. He's got a ticket to ride. I'm not going to go. I'm not hey, going to my gonna old neighborhood. Hey, if you're not going to use it, why pack it? Hey, <laughs> I ain't going to my old neighborhood without one. I promise you. You don't bring one when we go to breakfast. No, that's true. As far as you know. I haven't batted down before. But that will show you how much crime goes on in that neighborhood. The guy realized they had a gun, and it was not outlined he could just see a little bar. You can tell, yeah, if you oh, know what to look t- for. He could tell. Well, they say that, like, I don't know what percentage, some huge percentage of gun deterrence is not firing the gun. Oh, sure. yeah. The oh, fact yeah. that it exists. Oh, you, sure. You're not going to go after yep. the guy with the gun. You're going to go after the little old lady in the locker, basically, yep, is the idea. Exactly Unless she right. also has a gun. <laughs> a machine gun. So anyway, let's get back to the humor, Kostaki. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us something. Wait, wait a minute. What, are you, what item are you purchasing in a crummy neighborhood by putting money in a mailbox? What are you talking about? It might have been a little bike for a little boy. Oh. Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. But whose bike was But it? he wouldn't come out of his house. That's it. So he was a smart guy because he never did come out of his house. Mm. I just put the money in the mailbox, took the bike, and left. Were there serial numbers on this bike? Uh, they might have been. <laughs> oh, it's a little tiny trike thing. I checked him out. He was okay. No, it, was, it, it worked out really, really great. But people don't realize that you can't just go wandering around anywhere you feel like it just because you think everybody's so woke now. Let's protect yourself. It's a good idea. Anyway, right. back to the Greek man. 
Ooh, the Greek yeah, man. So I went to, the, we went to the stadium here in L.A. It's beautiful. I've been I've been flying over it the last few years, and right. they've been slowly building it. It's gorgeous. It's, it's like really, more. it's kind of like when you visit the Coliseum in Rome. You really just go to see the building. There's not much happening in the middle. Yeah, mm. that's true. Well, I mean, I hope not. No gladiator. Hey, that guy's fighting the... a lion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. You actually saw a decent That would have been way yesterday. more interesting than the Falcons-Rams. Uh, <laughs> At one point, the Rams took a 28-3 to lead. I'm like, well, that's just rude. We're Falcons fans. <laughs> why, that's just why, why doesn't the NFL have the slaughter I rule? That. I love that a lot. Yeah, the a mercy rule? Yeah, yeah, you did think. My college softball team had a mercy rule. We, we, were, we were always, like, had beers in our hands. And whenever you went down 10 points, they called the game. Yeah. It's like, okay. It's like oh, you can't yeah, catch up, that. you know. It's just don't even try. I remember I that happening. No uh, doubt about then the it. Falcons almost had their own 28 to three comeback. Yep. Uh, which, almost. And then they didn't, which was the most Falcons thing ever. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're never going to get over this. Are you? Oh, they're not good. <laughs> I just remind them every April. Well, let me, March, put, let me yeah. put it this way. My twins aren't exactly lighting her up at the end of the season either. Oh. I think they're six games yeah. back with about 12 Although games left. You got the Vikings tonight. Yeah. Oh, tonight. Tonight. Exciting. The undefeated Vikings tonight. That's, Correct. You don't say that. There you go. It's too late. Don't step that late anymore. You're not going to watch yeah. the game? Yeah. The 7 o'clock start? 7.30. Yeah, see, I, I could, I'll watch the first quarter probably. Okay. I'll, I'll probably say. The Falcons are 0-2. It's already, we're already toast. They buried the Queen yeah. this week and the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> the Queen and the Falcons got buried the same week. Yeah, they got buried. <laughs> Dozens of people called to the cable provider when they realized they were watching the Falcons game and not the Queen's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, <this> is... <laughs> exactly. That's exactly they, right. They were tipped off when they saw black people. And like, oh, this is the Falcons. <laughs> Yeah, not a lot of black people in line to see the queen. Is that what you're saying? No, not a lot. Everybody Probably. was in line. I think everybody was. Be- yeah. David Beckham stood in line for eight, eight hours. hours. Yep. David Beckham. And for eight hours. Why would he yeah. stand in line for anybody for eight hours? You'd be surprised how much she meant to a lot of people. A lot of people, yeah. It was yeah. Crazy. You'd be surprised. So, eight hours, David Beckham. I heard a like, good joke about that. Not right. about David Beckham, but this guy, he said, I, I, I was in line for 16 hours to see the queen. But by the time I got there, she was dead. <laughs> wow. That's terrible. Have, Funny, that's but terrible. Have, have you seen the video of the last people in the line? No. They said it was the most important thing in their life, more important oh, than having kids. That's insane. Than having kids. God. That's mental oh. illness is what that is. Yeah, I got to agree well, with you. That's I, I, I'm telling you, people are very – we will, we will <laughs> never see – any sort of figurehead like her again in our lifetime. There's I just no way. Not. No, we won't. We we'll never won't. see the That's dignity that she had. And she, she felt true. like Britain to people. Yeah, absolutely. There. She felt like that. Well, she's on all yeah. of the money. She's on the money of like how many different countries. She won't be yeah. anymore. How many generations did she? She saw over like four generations of people. Yeah, well, absolutely. Plus she had a lot of cross things. Her horses, her dogs. Yeah. She had yeah. a bunch of She really, look, she really look, was, hands, the, she was the brand yeah. of Britain. She was, she just absolutely. Was. Mm-hmm. The he, idea of there being a king of England is just weird to me. It well, is. especially It Charles. feels like, what is this, the, the 1600s? Charles. The king? Yeah. The king. Can I get knighted? Because <laughs> now when I hear so the word. who goes on the money now? Russell Brand? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Now it'll Good be Charles. Charles' Charles beautiful be face. Yeah. yeah. Really? They're going to change over. money all over the earth? Huh. Yep. Wow. Yeah, they, have to, they have to recall every bill and paint his face over hers. Exactly. <laughs> then they'll send it back to you. 
South Africa. Like, it's everywhere, right? Yeah, it is. It absolutely is everywhere. It's crazy. It's pretty much true, Um, no doubt. uh, Miami looked good this week. Yeah, they might be for real. points to beat the Ravens. Uh, The last time Miami scored this much, it was the 80s, and it was cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Miami hasn't been this hot since Crockett and Tubbs, everybody. Crockett and Tubbs. I haven't heard that in a while. Miami Vice, baby. Put your sleeves up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, put your sleeves up. Give me some hair oil. (laughs) There was a brawl in the Buccaneers game. Uh, Two players ejected for fighting. It seems weird to fight a guy in a sport where you can legally throw him to the ground if you just wait 30 seconds. It's true. (laughs) Beat the hell out of him. What's the hurry? Tom Brady's going to take off Wednesdays for the rest of the season. Yep. Uh, it's going to help him prepare for divorce because that's the night he'll have the kids. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that, that's going to end in divorce, it looks like, yeah, doesn't it? Looks it like it's it. a little – there's been some – you know, we'll see. Uh, <coughs> the Bucks give Tom Brady Wednesdays off. The Colts give their players Sundays off. Oh, nice. there you go. There's a shot. There's a shot. See, I thought you were going to say Tom Brady's taking Wednesdays off because that's the early bird special at Denny's. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's so old. old. He's old, everybody. <laughs> He's get old. it? Mm-hmm. Do you He's get it? 430. He's an old man. <laughs> Listen to you. What has happened in the world that Andy's giving NFL jokes? I know. What the hell happened to the world? They're actually relevant. They're less NFL jokes and more Kostaki ripoffs. Mm-hmm. Oh! I like it. <laughs> just, you know, I, just, I listen to what he says, modify it a little bit, and call it my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they so just yeah. rip off yeah, Uncle, right. Uncle Kostaki. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's exactly it. The Colts lost 24 to nothing to the Jaguars. Oh, yeah. God. Ooh, I know. Oh. <laughs> I know the Colts that's bad. scored the same number of points as I did, and I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a red shirt. I want to see you drunk great. sometime. I've never seen you drunk. When do I get to see it? Oh, let's hang out. Let's go to a Vikings game. I'll get drunk. <laughs> I get a What is the alcohol content of Uzo? Ooh. Then we'll, we'll get a gun and go to a shady neighborhood and <laughs> put some money in a mailbox. <laughs> I wouldn't How even drink it. I wish I would have been drinking. Hey, that's that just a Sunday in our life. How much does it cost you to get drunk in a football, pro football game? Oh, God. Oh, God. I can't even imagine. Well, a beer is what, $20? It used to be 10 yeah, but it's probably beer, 15 we, 20 now. We, we yeah. went old school. We, we brought a bag of beers and ice. <laughs> nice. You're allowed you to do that? You can do that? Yeah, oh, and we tail. ran around and drank with all the Rams fans. Oh, cool. We oh, you mean like in the parking one. lot? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. I thought you meant you brought him into the stadium. I was like, there's no, no way no, no, you no. could do that. I, I did do that once. I poured the rest of my – I was drinking red wine one day for a big game, mm. and I poured the rest of it into a water bottle and hit it in my pants and snuck it in. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> in classy. Pants. That's real nice, classy. man. Real classy. And we are back with Stretch's picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The Kitties, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. 
Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SaberHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. I was great. I have to say, I, I, the fans were into it. The stadium was beautiful. The Falcons actually made a game of it. Yeah, they the did. It was fun to watch. Yeah. You know, it was good. I enjoyed it. And then we and then we went to see Emo. We we had to travel to Thousand Oaks to see Emo and Weird Al. It was the longest day of our lives. <laughs> it was fun though. So Emo, Emo opened for Weird Al. Yeah, they're doing like 130 cities. And oh, really? Wow. There's, there's two tour buses. This place is like a beautiful theater, and it was packed. It's crazy. Good. Huh. Glad to hear it. Wow. Good for them. They stood up at the end of both of them. You know, like the crowds are into it. No. Does Weird Al still yeah. refuse to do Hardware Store Live? I didn't. He didn't. I don't think he did that. Yeah, we know, he never does. If anyone, I'm not going to play it here because we'll probably get banned from whatever the hell we're streaming on right now but if anyone wants to listen to hardware store on uh youtube or whatever you'll know why he won't do it why well, I mean, it's, it's, it's like too the, edgy the world's fastest and longest patter song hmm. oh yeah i don't know what that means you don't yeah. know what a patter song is yeah what is a patter song what, what, what kind of musical fan are you i <laughs> am <laughs> you live in the birth of the uh you're from the land of the birth of the musical Hmm. You don't even watch them. So what is it? Uh, it's a song basically where you talk very, very fast. Hmm. Uh, so you know um, Modern Major General? Yeah. That's a patter song. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Hmm. They just like rattle off a thousand syllables per second. Oh, okay. What does he do? Like attack people of different races? Or what what is the he hell doing? are you talking about? I've never well, mentioned races. I know. Why, why do people get so upset? I never said anyone gets upset. Like Probably hard to do as well as it was. Yeah, you're reading into things. Well, I thought you said he did something wrong or something. I mean, you know, I I didn't didn't say that. He plays, he definitely plays. I mean, it's. It's one of the weirdest shows. I mean, he's well named. It's a weird show. Yeah. It's. He he's really engaging. Uh, he tells great little stories in between the songs, and you know he really commits to the genre of the song that he's doing. Oh yeah, um, but it's not my favorite kind of thing. I I, I could watch emo for the whole show. Mm-hmm. That would have been fine. By right. Me. Weird Al's yeah. very Gen X, early millennial kind of thing. Right. But it was interesting. The, the, the audience was the full range. Some of it was like dads and kids. Some of it was <laughs> grown-ups. Some of it was teenagers. Some of it, you know, it was like a bunch of dudes my age, you know, with a Mad Magazine T-shirt on. You know, it was, 
There you go. You know, guys are wearing Hawaiian shirts and they know the songs. It was really interesting. Really? So did you bring a a change of clothing? You go from the Falcons to the something else? No. We we talked about it beforehand, and I committed. We... (laughs) We got up early and we left early and we didn't get home till midnight and we and we didn't bring a single thing hmm. except for a bag of beers which we drank and threw away. <laughs> for a so bag, of I was, bag of beers. I was, just, I, was just, I was just wearing jeans and my Falcon shirt and my University of Georgia championship hat and that's how I went to the uh, Weird Al show. Nice. <laughs> I was still a little drunk from the game. Who wouldn't love that? Yeah. Were, good. were you able to catch any of the Arizona game yesterday? No, I've just been kind of this morning. I got up and I've been watching and writing jokes and trying to catch up with all the all the doings. Apparently, Carr does not know he is a great wide receiver to throw to. Oh, really? Jeez, another one of those, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big comeback. There's big comebacks all over the place. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Not in the Colts game. They were they were destroyed twenty-four nothing by the Jaguars. That's God. that's not good. Nope. Yeah. Uh. Ryan played so badly, you think he was still a Falcon. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. And then Sam- goose egg, or they should call it a Falcon egg. That's really more. The 49ers lost their quarterback. Nothing the Jaguars. That's not adding insult to injury. That's adding ridicule to humiliation to, <laughs> to insult to injury. I'll dust off this old classic. This is one of my favorite jokes. Uh, the Colts went 2 of 10 on third down conversions. Mike Pence converted more gays. Huh? <laughs> what do you think of that reference? <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> He's from, it was in India. It's makes good extra. Uh, Steelers, TJ Watt tore his pectoral muscle. Mm. I can't imagine engaging in an activity so violent that you could tear your pec. Like, <laughs> yeah, think I about it. get indigestion, you know, from my bad decisions. <laughs> His brother J.J. Watts also hurt. T.J. is just following in his crutch steps. <laughs> oh, his crutch steps. I like it. <laughs> big crutches. Works for me. The Watts are always hurt, those guys. Yeah. They yeah, just they always get hurt. Yep, you're right. Play, play a violent game, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's close on some of these jokes. Uh, the NFL is now on Amazon, uh, which I means know. the Falcons game will now come in 12 different boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad, Pally. <laughs> Which means uh, Deion Sanders, because it's prime time. Mm. Uh, unlike the Falcons, Amazon delivers on Sunday. Boom. So oh, see, any any of these could be the closer. Uh, the <laughs> delivery guy will have the delivery guy will have longer drives than the Falcons. The, mm. the, see, when they, all the NFL is on Amazon, the losing teams are shot into space. <laughs> huh? Uh, he goes, huh? Uh-huh. Huh? It's the Falcons. <laughs> Since the Falcons are broken, can I send them back? Can I get my money back? <laughs> Is there any way? The Falcons can't even buy a win on Prime Day. <laughs> Ooh. See? Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right, last one. The Cowboys Super Bowl win was misdelivered to a farmhouse in Peoria. <laughs> this is tough. Okay, That's the end. <laughs> Tom's like Peoria. I, just just like to be clear, that, that was like the closer, right? Just a disappointment. That's how I like to finish. Just to be clear, uh, it's, it's meta. You see, the 49ers lost their quarterback <laughs> yesterday. It's meta. He's not talking to you. Yeah, maybe oh, you I don't hear think it. my. I don't think the 49ers lost. Or did you see, the 49ers lost their quarterback yesterday. One more time. The 49ers lost their quarterback yesterday. Trey Lance. Oh, it's brutal. He's yeah. he's out for the season. Man. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, I'm betting Brock Purdy ends up being a great NFL quarterback. 
Really? Yep. Brock Purdy? Yep. The backup to Garoppolo. He's the guy they got from Iowa State. That kid's got a lot of talent. That's a great name, Brock Purdy. Yep. Brock Purdy. Now Jimmy's Jimmy G's going to have to work for his money. He's like King Charles. True, <laughs> you know. Thought he's going to just sit there and get checks. Mm-hmm. All right, Pally. We'll talk to you next Monday. Yeah, go Vikings. Good luck tonight, guys. Go we'll get them. Thanks, Kostaki. All right, thanks, guys. See you. Kostaki Economopolis, ladies and gentlemen. So Charles is officially the king. There is a is king, king of England. Yeah, he's yes, king. he hasn't had his ceremony yet, but, but he's he is still... the king. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Can't I say do the have queen to get... of England anymore. I get hit the road. I got a big meeting with someone, so I will... you only got eight minutes left. So anyway. No more negative talk about the queen. We can keep positive <laughs> yeah. now, now that you're gone. No, because you know today's <laughs> the big day. Catherine, would you do me a favor? Those corgis sure are cute. Oh, they're standing there, and her ponies oh, standing yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Do me a favor, will you? Uh, as soon as I leave, why don't you give me like two minutes and then try to get Sid Rosenberg back on? <laughs> oh, God, no. I don't want to referee that <laughs> shit. <laughs> I didn't want to ask him if he thinks that. So, basically, what's going on right now is a reversal of the 80s and 90s, where right now the left is the party of in power basically everywhere the media the government yep. and so forth absolutely Do, and i wanted to ask if he thinks that by virtue of being in so much power is that why they're behaving badly because it seems like any oh. par- party that gets that much power abuses it no matter what oh what's the saying about absolute power yep, exactly corrupts absolutely because mm-hmm. i mean I, yeah. think of a country where you know one party basically had a stranglehold over the entire country did they not abuse it because I can't think of any examples. Well, there's, I mean, there's no. always the argument of having all three branches when you got all three that there's an issue. I mean, the Supreme Court right yeah, now that's... is pretty, is it, because of the appointments, they're different than what you got going on legislatively. But, um, but yeah, there is that argument as far as, you know, having all three at the same time and the impact that has. Sure. And what kind of bills you pass? Well, it's not just the government, too, because, I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's the media, it's the universities, it's Hollywood. That sort of thing. You know, 30 years ago, uh, conservatives had most of the power over the media. That's why, you know, the religious right was a thing. I remember when, um, back in the early days of Nintendo, Nintendo Entertainment System, games weren't allowed to have crosses in them because the uh, party at the time that controlled the media was mostly religious and they didn't want crosses in their video games. So they axed that. Yeah. Really? But I can't even imagine that happening today. No. Well, it's interesting to me because, um, like, like I said, Trump, I don't like him as a human being. Not a lot of people do, I don't Just think. Just don't. Never have. All of this stuff about him not being invited to the Queen's funeral, uh, th- there were, in the last couple of weeks, there were, even Snopes was like, this is not a thing. This is not true. None of this is true. Blah, 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 blah. I just... Well, why would I think he be invited ha- I, to the Queen's Our big funeral? crisis, I think, in America is that is we it? don't ever get the truth anymore. No, we yeah, don't. The world, the world leader issue is... The, yeah, we don't know, ever get the truth. get invited. But he's you not know, a world leader. Well, but you're no. past, past world presidents leader don't Obama. get invited. Oh, yeah. really? No. Oh, Because okay. well, there's so many of them. You How have to invite, many? like, seven people. Well, sometimes there's none. <laughs> and then sometimes there aren't any, yeah. Yeah, you just... There's only so many people you can fit in a stadium, you know? Let's see. How many living for They're all throwing a fit because there. Joe right Biden is 14 five. seats back yeah. or 14 rows back. It's a huge fit. I mean, they're all throwing a, 
every time Meghan Markle, you know, is the, if the sun is shining, it means something. It's just mm -hmm. like, oh my God, everybody's just so wacky about mm -hmm. everything. It's been so long. How would you even know what the protocol is? Because it's been 70 years since the last time somebody died. There, because the protocol is written in a book, oh, and okay. it's not to be oh, changed. Yeah, no, All got, of that yeah. stuff has to be. They got the rules. The Lord Duke of Canterbury. Oh yes, will be there absolutely. And, yeah. and absolutely. what scepter you wear, yeah. and what brooch you wear, everything. Everything and is. These protocol. rules are a thousand years old. Mm. Yes, you can't wear a piece of jewelry. Uh, you can't wear a piece of state jewelry or estate jewelry. I guess it is until you're X amount of years old and Who's, only one piece and blah, blah, blah. It's all written It's all mm -hmm. written in a big old book. Who was even president back, uh, so 70 years ago? 70 years ago? That would have been... Good uh, Lord. Uh, uh, Let's see. Elizabeth was crowned June 2nd, 1953. Right. Is that Truman? Uh, I, I think, think so. so. So you probably have travel issues at that point, too. Just yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I would yeah. think you know, so. The president doesn't have three weeks to get there. No. You know? Absolutely not. June, it was either Eisenhower or Truman. Okay. Whoever would have been in there in June. Wow. Who was president? And funeral invitations are way different than coronation mm -hmm. invitations sure. and everything else. Yeah. That would have been Eisenhower. 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 Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> a while ago, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that sounds like 400 years ago yeah, to it me. It does, yeah. That's At least crazy. it's not one in, in my lifetime yet. <laughs> that's the yeah. scary part. You know? Yeah. I, I'm wondering what's going to end up happening with. Well, that. Dad was two when that yeah. happened. I know. He's actually known the King yet. of England. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, a different monarch. Yeah, most yeah. living people don't remember there being a no. King of England. Because well, no. they they weren't alive. Yeah, exactly. You know? no. So. You know, she's been our whole lifetime for most people. Yep, you know? absolutely. So, but uh, but I just, the idea of David Beckham standing in line for eight hours for anybody is just, that's incredible. Like I said, that just doesn't do, surprise do me. Do you think that guy's waited eight hours for anything in the last three years total? Why can't, well, I'm I mean, surprised like... he didn't get a little, you know, preferential treatment. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I don't think he didn't no want passes. You couldn't move up at all, you know? Wow. They would not allow anybody to. Sounds like the yeah. Renaissance Festival. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, so they had to stand. They couldn't sleep for, they were 16 hours sometimes. What's this? Well, Apparently the, the line at its longest point was 16 hours long. Wow. It's like, how do you so, even, I mean. Well, you, people used to do that for concert tickets mm -hmm. before yep. you could buy them online. People mm -hmm. used to camp out for days. Sounds I remember going yeah. to, to uh, um, what's, what's that called? Um, what's that the game place that you used to buy? GameStop? GameStop. I'd go to GameStop at like Funko 1 Land. in the morning to get the boys whatever yeah. their new game was. So yeah. When the, like, the PlayStation it, came know? out, people were yeah. camping out oh, by absolutely. Funko Land. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Best Buy. Yep, mm -hmm. absolutely People insane. used to do it. And no. now it's like, God, I still don't have a PlayStation 5. Don't know if I'm ever going to get one. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I care anymore. Yeah, people, I haven't turned on our PS4 in probably a year and a half. People would be sitting out for concert tickets. Yeah, you know, they'd concert go out there tickets. A week yep. early and I have still out. not gone to a concert. Never in your life? Nope. Really? Not you a went to the one. Blue Man Group. That's kind of a that concert. A, more like a show. There isn't a single concert you want to go to? Nah. Huh. It's not a big crowd and too much no, noise fan. I'll go if no one else is there. How about that? <laughs> no, Playing just for me. <laughs> and if they'll turn down that yeah. blasted music. Rather expensive ticket. But you actually worked at the comedy, uh, didn't you, at the Mall of America? Didn't yeah. You? Yeah, so you spent a lot of time at shows like that. 
I mean, at the House of Comedy, but, but that's, that's it's not a small a giant room. stadium. Yeah, I get true. I get a little overwhelmed at concerts too. I get well, like I can't even imagine how uncomfortable you, I would be. And, you know. well, it just it's just it's the it's it's so loud that it makes me feel like I'm gonna go nuts or something. I, I can't. It. I, some people are just more. You've always been like that, even as a baby. We'd bring him to like a twins game or something, and he'd be miserable because it's just too loud. Ethan hates loud noises. Yeah, you see kids yeah. all the time at mm-hmm. concerts. Sports things now, and they've got those yep. noise canceling headphones or whatever yeah. on them because mm-hmm. a lot of kids, a lot of kids are like that. Yeah, I had the half inning at the Red Sox Twins game because I think it was Thomas freaked out. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. okay, that was fun. Yeah, well, we watched really Jurassic noisy. World Dominion at uh, Melissa's mom and brother's house. Yeah. Yeah, every time there was a dinosaur with a lot of bass going on, he'd start crying. Hmm. And then there'd be like a long conversation scene, and he'd be like smiling and laughing and watching. Oh, and then right. a he dinosaur doesn't like would, the vacuum either. He doesn't, no, he doesn't like the vacuum. I can't use a power tool too close to him, or else he starts freaking out. <laughs> How yeah. often do you have to use a power tool? Close Frequently, to your baby. actually. <laughs> close to your baby? Well, I mean, it's not like <laughs> same, same room. You know, putting up gates, that sort oh, of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're at that because he's crawling now. Yeah, he is definitely crawling. Has he started ear? infections yet we thought he might have had one but he didn't okay. thankfully because don't I put 70 him on that billion of them damnable pink stuff that you were on no the antibiotics we're going to avoid as don't long as give possible. them that yeah. i wish i never would have done that yeah. thomas every little ear he'd tell us david could sit there like he'd just tug his ear he's not a problem he like for whatever reason he could sit there with ears plugged and wouldn't notice anything Mm. Oh, maybe it he's just, just different. Yeah, you know? different pain levels or something. Yeah. Well, I think that's. I think that's, that's that. wrapping it up. So we'll see you tomorrow. Remember to vote Republican. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.